When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone's having a prosperous week. It's, again, a beautiful day here in the New York area, and I hope the same for you. Even if the weather's not good, you can still make it a great day. That's how we do it here the sustainable way. So, again, those that are new to to Facebook, new to sustainable success, can find us on the Voice America Influencers channel. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, So we are at uh, Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success 2017. And again, we encourage you to check that out because we have a lot of on-demand past episodes that you can hear many of our great guests that have shared their words of wisdom. And it's a great place to not only hear past episodes, but also to make comments and interact with us and other people that are on that page. So we highly encourage you to check out Sustainable Success 2017. That's because that's when the show uh, formed back in May of 2017. We're approaching almost two years now, uh, also with the uh, two years with the Influencers Channel. So uh, today our show is being brought to you by Empowered Fathers in Action, or EFA Movement. And this is a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process and also uniting communities and businesses by addressing uh, family issues at the home. So they're, they're, they work with families to create more interdependent environment, to communicate better, to overcome limited beliefs, and they're doing some great things to really build communities in, in a way that become interdependent and become more productive and efficient uh, uh, for others to follow. So check them out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Uh, we're going to have a great show today. Our topic today is called The Case for Radical Mindfulness. So I, so you sometimes you hear that word radical and you might think, oh my God, is this religious? No. We're going to be talking why <laughs> radical is good here. And again, we have a great guest here. Uh, we have Daniel Gutierrez. Uh, matter of fact, he has the same last name as my my wife's maiden name. I love it. This guy, I mean, I, I meet, Daniel and I have had a conversations in the past and you're going to be in for a treat, everyone, today. He's going to be sharing some great wisdom. Before I introduce him, I wanted to give you a little background about the topic. Again, you know, radical mindfulness is not only about being aware and present, but being so present that you are monitoring your thoughts on a moment-by-moment basis and re- redirecting your actions toward your current intentions, followed by commitment. So today, you're going to be hearing a lot of great information from Daniel. But before I introduce him, let me give you a little background about him. He travels the world extensively for speaking engagements to Fortune 500 companies and individuals alike, inspiring inspiring them to stay focused and achieve their dreams. He has been acknowledged twice as a lat, by Latin Business Magazine's top 100 Hispanics, along with other extraordinary individuals such as Edward James uh, Olmos, Oscar De La Hoya, Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Viglaragosa, talk show host Christina Segal. Let me see, Sarah Luga, I don't know if I'm even pronouncing it right, CNN's uh, Soledad O'Brien. He has also made the front cover of Latin Business uh, Magazine. He's also interviewed for a new movie documentary film called Luminous Worldviews, due to be released in early 2020 as one, or let me see, 
yes, it was, I guess, early 2020, as one of the 18 world-renowned scientists and world thought leaders in the area of transformation in January of 2010. Uh, Daniel was also inducted as the president of the prestigious national organization Premier based in, or Primer, based in New York City, and currently advises the Department of White White House personnel for the Obama administration. I mean, Danny, I wanted to list a lot more about you, but we can only put so much in our (laughs) promo. But again, I want to formally introduce you to the show today, and thank you for joining us. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited. And, you know, I've been following you now for, you know, since we got connected through our mutual friends at the uh, EBC, Evolutionary Business Council. And, you know, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, to kind of get the audience acclimated to what is the concept for radical mindfulness? What, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it up front, but you obviously, this came from your definition, but I wanted you to kind of expand on that a little bit for the audience to kind of get a better grasp of what you radical bet. mindfulness is. You bet. Well, mindfulness, you know, my, today mindfulness seems to be a um, very popular word. You, you see it in commercials, you see it in corporate, you see it just about everywhere, even in schools, how mindfulness plays an important part in our daily ability to stay in an area of peace and tranquility so that we're not making decisions in our lives or businesses from a fight or flight uh, place, however, making them from a very sound place. Radical is a different thing. Radical mindfulness is the practice of mindfulness. So Mm. many people uh, that have a mindful practice may use yoga, meditation, essential oils, all kinds of different ways to get themselves present. Now, the problem with that is, is that most people do that, let's say 30 minutes in the morning or five or 10 minutes in the morning, but that's as far as it goes. They get, and I always use this analogy, if you've ever been in Los Angeles or even New York or some big city, it's very easy to get on a freeway and forget about mindfulness. All of a sudden, fingers are flying and tempers are flying and (laughs) and the mindfulness program goes out the window. It's true. Or you could just be walking through Manhattan and someone almost run you over. Trust me. Uh, Mindfulness is not the first thing that comes to mind. No. Now, radical, radical means the practice of mindfulness I call it radical because it's radical to even think that we could be more mindful more of the time rather than not. I was recently speaking at an ashram, and I thought to myself, what do I have to tell a bunch of yogis, a bunch of people who meditate all day long? What could I possibly tell them that would, that would teach them something beyond what they know? And then it really, really, I realized the story I had told about the Los Angeles traffic or any traffic I said to them, I said, you know, this ashram, this place of worship that you call a place where you do yoga and where you eat and where you commune with with each other, sits about 100 yards from a major, major road. So inside of your place here, there's a lot of peace and tranquility. But let me ask you a question. If you pull out on that busy freeway and someone almost hits you, what do you do? What is your knee-jerk reaction? Is it to yell? Is it to what, whatever it is, but I said, or is it to take a deep breath and become mindful? Well, they all looked at me with a weird look on their face because I knew that their first reaction wasn't exactly meditating or breathing. That's why it's radical, because if we can hang on to this idea of mindfulness throughout the day, let's say even 50% of the day, I would love to see people get to 80, but if they could do it 50% of the time, the decisions you'll be making on a moment-by-moment basis 
followed by commitment, will lead your life, your business, your relationships, your finances in a place you can only dream of. And that's why I call it radical mindfulness. Mm. You mentioned something about, you know, process. I mean, the, the radical part kind of equating to process. And that is something that really aligns with about what I do. I mean, this is something I do as a, as a coach and a consultant, you know, in helping people to understand the process. Talk about the process because we, I think we're so conditioned for we, we, we have to have the results now. You know, if I'm going to look at mindfulness, mm. I want the results now. But, but it's a process. So talk a little bit about that process, you know, if, if it were somebody yeah. that maybe is just coming into mindfulness for the first time. Well, I think that, the, that, that when you think about process and mindfulness, that the result that we're looking for in our, let's just use business, the results that we're looking for in our business aren't as directly, quickly seeable as the result of calmness in one's life. And so the ocean is not the ocean without waves, nor is life without its problems. However, we don't need to be part of the chaos. The chaos exists. Anyone who's ever stood in Manhattan on any, on any corner sees chaos. It's consistent movement. But that doesn't mean that we have to be part of that. When we learn to stay in the present moment, we have absolutely no power anywhere except in the present moment to make the decisions that we need to make in order for us to create the results that we're looking for. When mm. we get lost in the future, fear of not paying the employees or fear of not paying the mortgage, or the past, fear that I haven't paid the mortgage or fear, whatever it is that's in the back, then we lose our ability to have that, uh, uh, that moment where we can create change or create action that changes our businesses. And so it's so important for us to be so present that we don't get caught up. So what's the process of that? What do I do? What is, what is explained? Because recently, as you know, uh, Chris, I released a, my new international best-selling book, Radical Mindfulness. Yes. And I explain in the book that there's six steps that I use to get myself present enough so that the decisions that I'm making, I mean, imagine being a, a CEO or a CFO or even just a manager when you have people working for you. It's imperative that we do not uh, create or, or make results on a knee-jerk reaction because typically it's out of emotion. And those emotions don't serve us usually. So it's usually anger, fear, dis- disbelief. So I'm going to give you six steps, and if we run into the break, that's all right. We'll finish them up at the end. But the first thing that, that I think in getting radically mindful so that you can make those decisions that impact your life in a positive way is to find your way to being present. Now, what does that mean? Because somebody who doesn't know anything about meditation or mindfulness goes, what's that mean? It means to be in the right now in the right here, right now, in this moment, not thinking about tomorrow, not thinking about yesterday, but in this moment right now. And how do you do that? Well, some people use meditation. Now, the, the, the subtitle of my book is How to Find Peace and Tranquility in as Little as 60 Seconds. Now, to the new person, they're going, great, that's, a, that's awesome. I can do this in 60 seconds? Sure. To the person who may have been practicing mindfulness for a long time, they probably think I'm silly. But the truth is, is that all I'm asking for us to do is take a deep breath and get centered. So meditation could be one of those ways, and that could be by music. It could be however you decide you want to do meditation. It can be by doing yoga, which, you know, I don't know about you, Chris, but I get in some of those positions. I don't come out. I mean, it's just not Oh, my yeah. Thing. I've done, right? I've done yeah, the plow, the plow or the headstand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or the dog or the, the baby the dog, dog and yeah. all these crazy things. 
Yeah. <laughs> so th- I, I've done these things, and, and it's just not my thing. I, I get in those positions, and I stay there. So, so, so breathing, breathing, taking a deep breath. Do you recognize, do you realize that most of us hold our breath all day long? We actually don't breathe consistently. So taking a deep breath before you act to get yourself present is really important. So breath. The other thing is aromas, uh, essential oils, or, or a candle. The strongest sense we have to get present in the moment is smell, the sense of smell. It's the strongest sense we have, yet we don't use it. I use what's called Palo Santo. What's Palo Santo? It's sacred wood that I bring from South America. And I use this wood to, to put myself into a present moment when I feel like I'm, I'm losing control. And that could be through oils or actually burning the wood. So there's a lot of different ways, and I'm sure some of you probably have some great ideas on other things that you do, but the point is, the first point, the first step is to get yourself present. Now, here's the second point, or the second step. Ask yourself these questions. The second one is, where are my thoughts right now? Are they in the future? Are they in the past? Or are they in the present? Chances are, if you're having to ask yourself that question, you're not present. Mm. So you want to find out where you're at. And by asking yourself that question, you really get to find out where that fear, doubt, and disbelief is coming from, where that stress and anxiety is coming from. We live in a culture where stress and anxiety is almost a badge of honor. The problem with that is that that's a negative stimulant. Many of us are successful because of negative stimulants, not positive stimulants. And so we think that the stress that we're under makes us perform better. The problem with that is that over the long term, it plays it has negative uh, results in your body and in your health. So you ask yourself that question, where am I right now? Now here's a, an, another question that I ask myself. Am I okay right now? Am I, in this moment, not in the next moment, not in the past moment, in this moment, am I okay? Why is that important? Because most of the time we're fearing what might happen to us. What's going to happen if my boss finds out? What's going to happen if, my boss fires me. What's going to happen if I can't pay my employees? What's going to, on and on and on. But the truth is, if you ask yourself right now in this present moment where I've become, recognizing that I'm present, am I okay? Most of the times the answer is yes, we are. So then the next question after that would be, are the thoughts I'm currently having real? And have they ever been real? So this is important because a lot of the times we make up things that create stress and anxiety in our life. So stress and anxiety, I believe, now in some cases there's medical reasons for people to take medication, but I believe most of the time it's self-induced, self-inflicted, mm-hmm. because we start worrying about things that have never happened. I'll give you an example. So at the beginning, let's say it's the fifth of the month, you've paid your mortgage, but you're already scared that you won't pay next month's mortgage. You're already fearful. If you ask yourself, are these thoughts I'm having now real? And have they ever been real? Has it ever been true that I never paid the, the mortgage? No, because you'd be out of your home or you'd be out of your, your business uh, lease. So the truth is, is that in those things that we make up create a stress and anxiety. And so it's important for us to recognize if those thoughts are real. The next step is, is what I'm doing in this moment. Here's where the commitment comes in. Is what I'm doing right now getting me closer or further from my desired outcome? So here's an example that I like to use about sales. So if a person is scared that they're not going to make their numbers is, and they're sitting uh, uh, paralyzed in front of their computer 
Is that action getting them closer or further from desired outcome? If the desired outcome is to create sales, what would be the natural step to do? Make a phone call. But we don't do that. We get paralyzed and we do nothing. And then the end of the month gets here and the only thing we get to do is be right about the thought that we had. So it's important that we ask ourselves, if I want a better relationship with my wife, and I, what is, is what I'm doing in this moment getting me closer to, that, to, to having that or not? We really got to challenge that. And in the very last step is it act. It means you need to do something to shift the energy or state that you're currently in. So, for example, the person sitting in front of their computer scared to make a sale, maybe it's get up and take a walk. You know what I love about big cities, especially New York City, is that New York City has a lot of fountains. I mean, I've seen them everywhere in front of the Hilton. All these huge, they didn't put them there because they look pretty. They put them there because they recognize that humans needed a place to relax somewhere. And they're there for us, not just as, a, as something that looks great. Water is a great way to relax. And so sometimes maybe it's standing up, walking out of our cubicles, going down to the first floor, or taking our lunch and sitting in front of the fountain, or taking a walk in Central Park, or whatever it may be. Or the other action would be, if you're a salesperson, is calling that customer and not being uh, concerned about what the outcome is going to be. In other words, not projecting that they are going to say yes or no, but rather being responsible for our own actions and following that with commitment, staying radically mindful and making the phone call. And as you know, in sales, it's a yes until they say what? No. So these are the six steps that I use that are very important in creating the kind of results that we look in our life and creating the peace and tranquility that allows us to live life without feeling like we're in a rat race. Does that make yeah. any sense? That makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, it, it's so powerful what you just talked about, you know, being present. You know, it's just more, you know, it's really a process of being there because, you know, in process, like you, you kind of alluded to, it, there, you, you, we, we come into clarity. And when we have clarity, we have the ability mm-hmm. to be decisive. And when we have the ability to be more decisive, we have the ability to take massive action. And that this is where, you know, when people say, well, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to the future. Well, that's great. But be present and move towards the future. Mm-hmm. Don't be just in the future because, like, like you said, it brings the past, the stress or, or the failure or fear from the past into the future. And that creates anxiety and anxiety could lead to a lot of different health issues, but then also procrastination. We have, uh, Daniel, we have about like like a, just less than about 40 seconds to the break. So I just wanted to kind of sum up what we just talked about here in the first segment for the listeners and those that will be listening uh, later. Just again, you know, uh, you know, uh, again, the, the, the power of radical mindfulness. Just a quick summary. Radical mindfulness, staying radically in the, in the moment, can create opportunities and results in your life in every area, whether your finances, whether it be relationship, whether it be um, um, uh, health-wise, in a way that you could never imagine if you could just get yourself to do one simple thing, breathe. Uh Breathe before you act. Breathe before you recognize that you are in fight or flight. And just those things, like you said, creates the level of accountability that change your life. Uh, Powerful, powerful. Again, you're listening to Daniel Guterres again. He has a new book, which we're going to be talking about a little bit today. But you know, the case for radical mindfulness is our topic. Again, we're going to be going to break, but when we come back, there's going to be more to come 
on Radical Mindfulness. We'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us again, we are discussing the topic of the case for radical mindfulness. And again, we were talking about in the first segment what radical mindfulness is. We encourage you to definitely listen to the on-demand version and the process to go about achieving radical mindfulness and all the benefits that it does provide in your business and personal life. And again, our guest today is Daniel Gutierrez, and he is sharing a, a words of wisdom today in this area. Daniel, you got a new book out on this topic, and I would love to hear about it, including our audience, and more importantly, why you wrote the book in this area. What was behind it? You bet. Well, yes, I, I, I launched this book last month. It's an um, international best-selling book called Radical Mindfulness, and there's a story behind that. I, you know, when... Um, I'm just going. To, I'm just going to tell you a story. This is the first chapter of the book, but I think it's important to kind of lay the groundwork. So, if you could just imagine, take a little trip with me, and just imagine you're, you know, I'm in New York City. Um, 
I'm at a place called the Havana Club. Some of you may know where that is. It's, I think, on the 35th floor of a building on Fifth Avenue. It's a membership-only club, so you can only be there if you're part of the membership. I'm, I'm sitting in this huge, big leather chair. I'm, I'm staring out the, the big windows that are there, and, and, I, and I'm drinking a $250 shot of cognac, and I'm smoking a Cuban cigar. I'm in my custom-made suit. I am full of myself. I have reached what I think is the pinnacle <laughs> of success. I am loving life, you know, and I'm looking out the window and to top this whole thing off, it's snowing in New York City. And this particular day, the snowflakes looked like big pieces of toilet paper. It was the sexiest thing I've ever experienced. It was like, wow. It's like a, a, a moment out of it's a wonderful life. And I'm looking out the window and all of a sudden, I have this thought. Now, let me give you some context about what I did, because it's important for you to know a little bit about where I was at in my career. At that moment, when I was sitting in that chair, I was the president, as you said, of Primer, at a prestigious C-suite organization out of New York City. I was the first time to manage, the first president to manage it from the other, other coast, the West Coast, from Los Angeles. And it was, you know, it was just a beautiful thing to be part of that. I was an advisor to the Department of White House personnel for President Obama. I had a speaking career that was paying me big bucks. I was living life large. Life was good. I'm looking out the window now, looking at these snowflakes, and I look in the reflection of me in the glass, and I notice that there's a tear starting to go down my cheeks. And in the next thought I had, or the next thing that happened was a voice that said, who are you and what values did you sell to become who you are? And I thought to myself, what? Where did that come from? And then again, I heard the voice say, who are you? And Chris, I, I, I in, in a moment's time, all of a sudden, all of that being full of myself just melted away. And I realized that even though by every standard in the book, because I come from a little town called Midlothian, Texas, there were more cows than people when I grew up there. It was so small. 80 people in my graduating class. That's how small it was. So here, I come from a small town. So being in, in Manhattan and being at this club, successful. But in that moment, all of a sudden, the definition of success shifted for me. And I realized that whatever I was going through, because let me tell you something, in, in life and in business, those that hustle get where they want to go. And that was, that was me. I hustle, hustle, hustle. There were many times when I flew in from Los Angeles overnight, got into, got into JFK at 6 in the morning, got to the city an hour, hour and a half later, and I had meetings on the hour, every hour, all the way until late in the evening. And then because it was so late in the evening, I thought it was ridiculous to pay $500 for a hotel room, so I'd go back to JFK until my flight left at 6 in the morning. That was crazy, but that was what I defined my level of success by. So in that moment, when I heard that, that, that call, that who are you, I felt like I was completely lost. And then I made a decision that I think most people probably would not have made, considering the level of success that I had. I decided that it was time for me to walk away from it all and go on a journey in my life to find out who I was. So I literally had just finished my tenure as president of Primer. I walked away never to call back. I no longer engaged with the White House calls. We had calls every week. I no longer was engaging with the White House. 
I decided that I didn't want to speak anymore, so I wasn't going out speaking. And I decided to travel the world. I went and studied with the, the uh, uh, Buddhist monks in the Himalayas. I worked with the Sanskrit priest high in the coffee plantations of Kathmandu. I went all the way to the Amazon jungle and worked with the maestros and the shamans of the Amazon. And I don't mean Amazon.com. I didn't go to Seattle. I have to say that because who go, why'd you go to Seattle? No, I didn't go to Seattle. <laughs> I went to the Amazon. Yeah, I have to say that. So I went to the Amazon and then I spent a lot of time in the Andes with the Pacos and the shamans of that part of the world. And if you can just imagine, for those of you that have watched Forrest Gump, you know, when he's running, 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 you know, from one coast to the other coast, and then one day he just stops and he says, that's all I have to say about that. Well, I eventually woke up, and primarily because I was broke. You can't take off six years and, and not have an income. So here I am running around. I woke up one day, and I said, what did I do? All of a sudden, the question again was, why? Why did I leave my career? Why did I leave my, you know, because many of my friends, by the way, in New York City were telling me I had lost my mind. They had said, Daniel, you're successful. You work so hard. Why would you walk away from this? You're, you're killing your career. You're never going to be able to make it back. We just don't understand why you're doing it. These were people that were my constituents when I was president. But I still decided to make that trip anyway. So if you can imagine, I'm sitting there in the Andes, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, what did I do? Why? Why? Well, I got back to Los Angeles and I got a phone call from my sister that said, you need to come home. My mother had been sick for a couple of years and her health had taken a bad turn for the worse. So I knew what that meant. And I went to Los Angeles, uh, to Dallas, uh, where she was in a hospital and, and, to, and went to see her. Well, my family had been taking care of mom for a while. So I said, listen, why don't you guys go home and take a rest and let me take care of mother myself. Anyway, during that exchange, and this is where the word radical came from. This is the experience that created this whole pathway and the reason why I wrote this book. I'm sitting there with my mother, and I'm taking care of her, and I'm scared because there's all these bells and whistles, and they go off, and I could see her struggling to live, and all I just wanted to do, and, and, my, and my ego wanted to go to, you're a horrible son. How could you have possibly done this? You were never here for your mom. And, you know, the other side of me was, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my mom. I lost my dad when I was five. I'm going to be an orphan. I, you know, I wasn't present. And then I remembered in a moment what the Buddhist monks taught me in the Himalayas and what the Sanskrit priests high in the plantations, coffee plantations of Kathmandu taught me and what the, the, the maestros from the Amazon jungle and the, and the Pacos from the Indian mountains taught me. And that was to be present, to not allow my emotions to run. And I got so present, Chris, so, so present. And then something happened that changed my entire life. Mm. I was looking at my mother, lying in her bed, struggling to live. And all of a sudden, in my own body, because I was so present, I could feel her lungs failing and struggling to breathe. I could feel her liver failing in my own body. I could feel everything she was going through in my own body. And I didn't know what was happening. And then in a second, and this is something that most people would be like, what? In a second, I looked over at the bed that my mother was lying in, and there was nothing but a light. It was like this, I don't know, you call it spirit, a soul, a light, whatever you want to choose to call it. And then I looked at my hands, and, and, and I was a light. And then this is what changed my life. That mm -hmm. light, that spirit, that soul said to me, 
many lifetimes before we incarnated into this body, you made me a promise. You promised me that when I needed you most, you would be here. You are here. You have done what you said you would do. I release you for your, from your contract. You are free to go. My eyes woke up with tears, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what an incredible, what an incredible thing to see and experience from this person who was my mother. And there's more to this story, and you can read the book to find out the rest of it. But what happened in that moment is the next thing I know, I look down, and I'm back in my body, and I'm going, did that really happen? What happened there? But what I learned from that moment is that my entire life was, was everything that I experienced in my entire life was for that moment. So that I could be in that moment to hear that message. Well, that's where the word radical came from. Because I realized that the only way that I could have experienced that with my mother was that I was so radically present that nothing was going to deter me from being so present that I experienced what I experienced. Now, what about those people that told me that I was crazy? Those people that said, you've lost your mind, Daniel. Well, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but last November, I was invited to speak at Carnegie Hall. And I Remember opened you a telling concert me that, yeah. with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, I opened a concert with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Madonna's um, uh, key, uh, guitarist and, and, and Michael Jackson's ex-drummer. Um, and, and I opened that concert. And I remember standing there at Carnegie Hall in New York City, not too far from that restaurant where I had that experience and I walked away from it all. And I looked out at the audience and I said to them, you know, some of you, my constituents when I was president who are in the audience today, told me I was crazy for doing what I had done. But you know what? I'm standing on one of the biggest stages in the world and one of the biggest cities in the world. I guess I didn't do too bad. And so when we think about that, that is, that is the, the power of radical mindfulness. And, you know, at the time I had a huge contract for a new book called Dancing in the Chaos, but I decided to follow my heart. I decided to stay present and listen to the messages. As human beings, we all have the ability to do that. We all have that sense, that intuition that tells us to go left or right, but we don't use it. And the whole idea behind being radically mindful in our businesses, relationships, and health is that we follow that, that, that uh, universal given talent or, or uh, uh, what, I don't even know if it's called a talent. It's, it's something that we all have and that we step into that space, not only because it's going to make us successful, Chris, more importantly, because it brings us peace and tranquility and peace and tranquility, I think is what we're all looking for in life uh, in LA. And I'm sure this is probably true about New York too. Every year they do the top three things people want at New Year's. It's pretty simple. Finances, relationships, health. Those are the top three. Well, a couple years ago, Chris, it was peace and tranquility that was in the top three. People were sick and tired of being sick and tired. They wanted to know there was more to life than the rat race. They wanted to know there was more to life than just getting up in the hustle. And so that's where this whole idea of the book came in and why I wrote this book. Because I realized not everyone can leave and go to the Himalayas. Not everyone can leave and go to the Amazon. And not yeah. everyone can leave and go to the Andes. And so I wrote this book to give even the person that's in a, a cubicle high up in a high rise of, of New York or Los Angeles, the, the hope that they can find that level of peace and tranquility in their lives that can give them more meaning 
And it was all brought together because of the experience that I had with my mother. And that's kind of the beginning of the first kind of the half of the book. I talk about my experiences. I talk about my experiences with the different uh, teachers. I talk about all these things that I think are important for us to recognize in our own lives, followed by the practices that I felt were important for me and that I think that are important for us as human beings to have the kind of not just success, but freedom of expression and freedom of living in our lives. I think that is so key. I mean, what you just said, I mean, I mean, you actually even, I mean, discuss the process. I, you know, I remember, I remember doing that back when I was 30, when I, you know, I was caught up in the rat race. I was caught up operating from limited beliefs, uh, constant uh, need for validation. I was addicted to anger. Mm-hmm. This was all tied to all this stuff and, and that that I had to come full circle and take responsibility to claim this, that, you know, you, that we have the power to make these changes and that you immersed yourself into the process, into the present moment. And not allowing, oh, my God, am I going to have enough money to do this? And, you know, and, mm-hmm. but, you know, so that is so key, what you just stated. I mean, what would you say, like, you know, like, based upon that your story, you know, and somebody is probably, you know, listening or will be listening on the on-demand version that may be there right now where you were when you were in that, that cigar uh, a place in New York. And, and it just, <laughs> you had that aha moment. Maybe they might be in that cigar place. Who knows? But they, they, <laughs> right. that just the light, the light bulb went up, went off, and and it's just like, what am I doing? There's got to be more to life than than what I'm doing right now. We got a couple minutes if you wanted to kind of summarize that. Yeah, well, for you us. know, not everybody needs to get up and do what I did. Some people will do it because that's that's just their calling, that's their life. Yeah, that is the the and and they do. What I want to encourage people to do is is not not necessarily think they have to quit. They don't, you don't have to quit. Just learn to be, learn to find yourself radically mindful right where you're at. Most of the time, the stress that we're feeling of our, our jobs or careers or, or businesses is because we don't know how to stop. We don't know how to take a deep breath. And we, you know, for some people, yeah, if you got to leave, leave. But I think most people just need to, to recognize that, that this, is, this is something you can do in 60 seconds. Just taking a deep breath. Take one now. You're probably not breathing. And recognize that 80% of the things that we worry about never come to pass. It's self-inflicted stress and anxiety. So I want to encourage you to, to, to think about being radically mindful. Think about the things that can bring you back into the present moment. And stay there all day long if you can. It doesn't mean you have to quit. You have to sell anything. Goodness gracious, you don't have to do what I did. That was just my path. And I wrote the book so that you didn't have to do that, but experience some of the experiences I had in these wonderful places around the world. Uh, that's awesome. And, you know, we're going to leave, we're going to let you know, guests, our listeners and those that will be listening where you could find Daniel's book again, Daniel, Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I assume it, it's there. So we're going to be giving out that link and we'll be posting that uh, as well. So again, you know, if, you know, the key here is to really look at, you know, what Daniel was talking about, about radical mindfulness. What, what does this mean to you? If you're searching for, you know, you know, more meaning in your life and business, this is something, this concept that will allow you to do this. And again, we encourage you to get that book, read it. You know, you can probably relate to Daniel's story and then 
follow the steps uh, that are necessary. We're not done yet, folks. We got more to come here on Radical Mindfulness and what Daniel's going to be sharing with us. But we have to go to break, so we'll be right back in two. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, We're talking today with uh, Daniel Gutierrez about the case for radical mindfulness. We were just discussing in the last leg about his new book, on Radical Mindfulness, we encourage you to check it out on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, and Daniel will be providing some information later where you can find that. Uh, so, Daniel, I wanted to talk a little bit about, since we've been talking about the process and the steps to achieve radical mindfulness and all the benefits that it can provide us, meaning in our life and business, I think, you know, what's really important, too, is the the, the whole concept of gratitude and love and how that factors into mm-hmm. the whole mindfulness thing. Can you talk a little bit about the the importance of it and and how frequent we should be, you know, using gratitude and love in our day to day? You bet. Well, there's um, as we talked about, there's five practices and six steps. We've already discussed the six steps, and the yep. practice that that I think is important, and a practice is something that you do daily. 
a practice, right? Practice makes perfect. You've heard that before. The practice of celebrating life through gratitude and love. What does that mean? Well, what it means is that we cannot get any more in our life than what we are grateful for already. We cannot get any more in life than what we're grateful for already, what we have now. When we start to begin to show gratitude for the things that we have, it's almost magical that life presents itself with beautiful things that we only dream of. And so I think it's important that we celebrate all the time. I I know for me, back in the days when I called the rat race, and I know you use that word too, that I never stopped to celebrate life. I would accomplish some big things. I mean, come on. Being able to work with the White House is a big deal. But did I ever stop during those days and say, I want to celebrate that. That is amazing. It wasn't until I was well gone from that that I realized it was a big accomplishment. <laughs> you know, it was just another, another thing that I needed to do. Right? And so many of us are so busy trying to get that other feather in our hat when we don't really, really even celebrate life. We don't celebrate that with love. And appreciation, that's really what I mean, is being able to look at life. And so one of the things that I like to do, and this may sound really crazy, but how do I celebrate life? Well, there are many ways that I do that. First of all, I'm very present to life, and I look at everything differently. I look at plants differently. I look at life. I look at the buildings I walk by. I look at cars and people differently. And and one of the things that I love to do to help celebrate life, and this is about you individually first and then others. And that is, I like to do things for myself that make me happy. Now, I know you're going to think this is crazy, but uh, in the U.S., some of you may be listening outside of the U.S., they have what they call these dollar stores. It's a dollar store. And I go into these dollar stores, and it doesn't mean that I'm being cheap. It just means that I can go in there, and even in a dollar store, I can find something in there that makes me smile. And I'll go in and buy it and put it on my desk to remind myself of the gratitude I have for life and where my life is today. Now, for some of you, it might be buying yourself a new $200 shirt. It doesn't matter what the value is. It's the act of celebrating, celebrating the fact that you're still here. There are many people right now that won't get another breath. There are many, many women that may lose their children in childbirth. There are many people that are missing a train to go meet a lover. But we're not there. And it's because of that, we should celebrate life. Celebrate life with 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 love and gratitude. And I know that word, that four-letter word that people are scared of. Love, just, and, and I don't mean this, uh, you know, to be trite. It, it, when we see life, we don't have to like people. We don't have to like what someone says or does. But I do believe that we are here to love each other. I may not like everybody, but I do love everybody. And I think that that's part of the practice of being able to find peace and tranquility and radical mindfulness in your life is being able to celebrate your wins, celebrate your losses, because even in your losses, there are many lessons that can help us not be the way we were or to find new ways to do business. And so the celebration of life through gratitude and love is is an important practice. So I want to encourage you to go out today and think about Maybe something you've accomplished. Maybe it's a new relationship or a new client or a new business or a new career. Celebrate that. Don't pass it by. I guess it kind of sounds like that old saying, you got to stop and smell the roses, right? Yep. So I think that it's important that we do that, that this one practice alone will, I think, help you have more of an appreciation 
for people and for the things that you have in life. I've always, um, I remember once, um, Chris, in business, I lost 150 grand in one day. Now, I don't, you know, to a lot of people, that may not be a lot, but to me, that in that particular, I didn't even have $150, let alone $150,000. And all of a sudden, I realized, someone said to me, what are you so depressed about? I said, well, I just lost 150 grand. I don't know what to do about it. You know, he says, well, Daniel, um, did you defraud anybody? I said, no. Uh, was it a business transaction? I said, yes. He says, well, why don't you look out on the internet and find out how many billions and millions of dollars people are losing every day? And so I did that. And I realized that it was only relative to my own experience. And I yep. could let go and celebrate my wins in my life because I at least gave it a shot. And I kept on going. So there are many ways and many um, opportunities for us to celebrate. I want to encourage you just to do that. You, you just made a great point, you know, Daniel, about the gratitude and love because it, it, it works in such profound ways, not only individual to individual, but I mean, I, even for like, you know, groups of people, companies, organizations, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, you know, in terms of effective communication and li- active listening and engagement with one another. And, and also what, another thing is, you know, you talked about losing $150,000 and then having gratitude to know that, well, others have been in similar situations and lost millions. And knowing yeah. that, that you know, hey, I don't have to have this expectation that, hey, there's going to be, there's going to be, life is, uh, it has its ups and downs. But, but by coming from gratitude that in time, you know, things all end up working themselves out some way, as long as that you're showing up. And I think this concept that you said a practice of, of gratitude and love on a consistent basis just reinforces that and can just work magic, not only to your personal life, but I mean, into a group of people, organizations, why they, yeah. you know, why they can't embrace this more. You know, it's so important what you just sta- stated. And, um, you Thank know, you what are some, and it yeah, does go ahead. Organizations. It does, uh, there's a whole book that was written by the CEO of Southwest called Leading by, with Love. Now, it was a play on their New York Stock Exchange LUV, which is what, what they're listed under. But, but if you read the book, you know, Leading with Love, she talks about having compassion and forgiveness for people. So it, it does change organizations, Chris. You're absolutely correct. Wow. It's so, so powerful. And, I, you know, it's one of the things that, I, you know, every morning I wake up, you know, I meditate and I journal but also have a gratitude, you know, section on my journal where I'll, you know, I'll put down, you know, a couple of things that I'm grateful for today. And it doesn't matter if it's the same thing, you know, again, that if that's what you're feeling that's at right. that moment. That's again, there's no, there's no right or wrong here. It's just writing it down. But, you know, talk a little bit about why consistency is so important here, because a lot of times people will do stuff like this, like during times of, you know, trend, you know, maybe mm-hmm. there's a, Something major, some major event happened. You remember 9-11 came and everyone all of a sudden yep. got on the gratitude bandwagon. And then within a couple of years, we were right back to the <laughs> same old, like, you know, forget about you and forget about what's good. And, you know, what have uh-huh. you done for me lately? <laughs> thing. So right. talk about That's that, right. why, that, why consistency is so important. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the basis of the entire book. That's, that's what the radical part of it is, yeah. is that it's radical to think that we can be that consistent, that we're, that we're more mindful throughout the day than not. And, and it's so important because life is going to happen. Life is going to happen. Life is, has its problems. The difference is if you're coming more from a mindful standpoint, 
that your reaction to what happens makes all the difference in the world or lack of reaction to what happened and how we see life. If we're really living life and practicing grat- celebration of life through gratitude and love, then we're not going to react the way we've always reacted. And so consistency is the key here. Practice is the key here. Radically being mindful of your thoughts, but on a moment-by-moment basis, followed by commitment toward a certain goal, you will see a shift in, not, people will see a shift in you. People saw a shift in me when they saw me after being gone for six years, going, what happened to you? I said, I just decided not to live my life from craziness. I chose and I choose to live my life calmly. I choose to live my life mindfully. I choose to live my life radically mindfully, meaning I do it more than not. Doesn't mean I'm perfect, folks. I'll be one of the first people you cut me off on the freeway to probably <laughs> say something I shouldn't. But that doesn't make me a bad person. It makes me a human. But we get to be mindful of that when we realize what we did, and maybe the next time we can take a deep breath. There's no perfect here, folks. You know, Chris said it before. This is not about what other people do. It's about what you do. Your mm-hmm. way of meditation may be through music. Your way of meditation may be on the subway. Whatever works for you is the right way. There is no wrong way. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, it's so important. Like I said, you know, and a lot of times, you know, I think, too, you know, people think that there's got to be a perfect situation and or a perfect time and, there's never going to be a perfect time or perfect situation. And it's never going to be that you do mm-hmm. any of this perfect. Like you said, Daniel, I mean, we're human. We make mistakes, but it's all part of the process. But coming from radical mindfulness and, and gratitude and love just allows us uh, consistently to kind of be aware and to know that we can kind of take that breath and come right back in and, you know, get back on track again. So, so, so important. Anything you want to elaborate further on gratitude and, and love? Anything, any other comments or anything to kind of summarize that, that up? Well, just, just do it, folks. Yeah. I love what you just said. There's no right or wrong way. There's just your way. And just begin. And if you fall off the wagon and you're not doing it the next minute, that's okay. Just get up and do it again. It, this is why the consistency piece is so important. Because eventually what happens, it becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, you don't think about it anymore. You just do it. I'll give you a really quick example. As I was flying here from Los Angeles to West Palm Beach, I flew Delta Airlines, never flown them before. So when you don't fly an airline, you're like at the back of the bus. And so recognizing that I was at the back of the bus and that there's no way that my carry-on was going to make it on, I decided to myself, well, let me go. And they were having problems with the computers and nothing was working. It was chaos. What I decided to do was to go up and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and give you my luggage, knowing that there was no way that that luggage was going to make it on the, onto, in, in the cabin. I went over there and I said, hey, very calmly and peacefully, I'd like to go ahead and give you my luggage because I don't think that I'm going to. Because when I went up there and I said, which, which lane am I in? Because they have main one, main two, priority, first class, business class. They said, when we say all others, I was like really in the back of the bus. So I really knew I wasn't going to get in there. As soon as I went up and, and told this yeah. gentleman, I was the only one besides another young man to give him my luggage. He said, I'm going to thank you for doing that. That was very kind of you. I'm going to upgrade you to priority and change your seat because I was sitting in the middle for five hours. You see what uh, see? happens when we just are in the flow and in the moment? So like right there, you just changed. You just made, you know, like I said, you, you turned a, you did something that was beneficial to, for them. And in turn, in this case, without any expectation, something good happened. And, 
Oh, powerful, yeah. powerful. You got to listen to this on demand, folks. A lot of key information here. Dana, we have less than uh, about a minute and a half, so I wanted to make sure that we have some time to have the listeners know where to find the book, where to find you, and so forth. Okay, so the book. Go to Amazon.com, and I'm, I want you to do two things. Number one, I have the book for your audience for 99 cents on Amazon today. And it's going to be that way for a little bit. So go get the book. It's on Kindle for 99 cents. And the second thing is, please leave a review if you like the book. Leave me a review. It's really important. I really would appreciate that. If you want to know more about my trips around the world, you want to know about the things that I do, just go to my website at danielgutierrez.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z.com. And you'll learn all about what I'm doing and the different services that I offer. But most importantly, go grab the book. For 99 cents, you can't go wrong. And if you want to have the, the hard copy, it's there also uh, available to you on Amazon.com. But, Chris, I just really want to let you know how much I appreciate you and allowing me the opportunity to, to talk about my book and talk about Radical Mindfulness to your audience. Daniel, we can't thank you enough. And this was just some great information again we thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. We know you're traveling in West Palm. Uh, guests, again, we encourage you to check out, get, grab the book, 99 cents. Again, this is a book that can really, really steer you in the right direction to change your life and impact others in a good way. And again, guests, we always appreciate you coming back each and every week to listen in on uh, learning on new tips and strategies to make your life more sustainable in terms of success and whatever that means to you. And again, we wish you a uh, prosperous rest of your week and have a great weekend. And we'll be back next Thursday. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.